You're listening to Pim Talk, the product marketing podcast, brought to you by InRiver. Let's talk about Pim. Yeah. Let's talk about Pim. Let's talk about Pim. Welcome to Pim Talk the podcast for product marketers, merchandisers, and PIM professionals. And every second Tuesday, we come together to share knowledge, experiences, and challenges to be able to create even better product stories. Maybe you're wondering what PIM is. PIM is a software that is all about managing all product marketing information in one place to create a rich customer experience in all channels and shorten time to market. And if you're new to PIM, check out our first episode, What is PIM? I'm your host, Thomas Schwabberg. I'm the creative director at InRiver, and we want to do this podcast for you and with you. So please contact us and tell us what topics you would like us to cover, what guests you would like to have on the show, or maybe you want to contribute in any way. So you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or send a message on Twitter at pimtalkpodcast. We have reached 10 episodes, and that feels great. And I hope you are enjoying the podcast. We thank all of you. That comes with feedback and suggestions. And um, well, we're going to keep on going. And for this episode, we're going to talk to Art Ackerman from Microsoft. And we're going to dig into AI and how we can benefit from them within marketing and more specifically also within product information management. So here we go. I'm very happy to be joined by Art Ackerman uh, from Microsoft. Welcome to PIM Talk. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me. So maybe you could start introducing yourself a bit. Who are you? Uh, sure. So my name is Art Ackerman. Uh, I, I run a technology uh, incubation group at Microsoft. We work with uh, large enterprise customers, uh, helping them deploy new technology. Uh, work very closely with our engineering teams um, uh, to uh, kind of bring the new technology innovations to uh, our customers that uh, like to leverage the latest uh, and greatest uh, products um, and create competitive advantage uh, that way. Okay, so. so you are in the technical forefront at Microsoft. Yeah, we try to be. We try <laughs> to be. So we've been uh, working with artificial intelligence uh, applications uh, for the last uh, two and a half years, I would say. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. So um, where are you right now? Uh, I'm at my house in uh, Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. So is that close to your office or... Um... Uh, it is my office most of the time when I'm not traveling. Um, okay, it's uh, very close then. <laughs> it is very but, close. But, but your team, are they spread out or are they centered somewhere? Uh, yeah, my team is uh, spread out. Uh, we're actually a global team. Uh, so we have people in uh, every uh, area in the world. Uh, we're, we're a small team with about 20 people. And we work, we, we partner with many other uh, teams inside Microsoft and with partners like uh, like you. Right. So in this talk, we're going to focus on artificial intelligence, which, which of course is a very interesting topic. So maybe you could introduce it a little bit and tell us more what what AI is in your definition. Yeah. In, uh, in the last few years, there's been a lot of buzz uh, surrounding AI. 
and its potential impact on the way kind of people uh, interact and the way that businesses operate. Um, and uh, everybody has a different definition. We kind of look at AI as a technology that can uh, perceive, learn, reason, assist in decision-making, and most importantly, act to help people solve real-life problems. And today, uh, we're probably kind of pretty far from um, AI becoming what is known as uh, artificial generic uh, general intelligence, uh, where kind of computer matches or even surpasses uh, what humans uh, can do from intellectual capability perspective. Uh, so we are but, a bit uh, far from the singularity. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. I was talking to somebody and, and they were asking me kind of how many years I, th I think uh, we are from, from uh, um, kind of AI becoming that and, and I, you know, I couldn't even tell them. I, I think we're, we're pretty far away from that. Do you yeah. think we will come there eventually? Um, I think we will, uh, but uh, my hope is that uh, by that time we will uh, have uh, very, uh, uh, we, we will implement solutions uh, that have a lot of kind of safeguards <laughs> and uh, we, what we call kind of responsible AI solutions and, and we can talk about that we, we've been spending a lot of time kind of uh, thinking about uh, how do we uh, make sure that AI uh, does good <laughs> yeah That's, yeah it's uh, an interesting topic maybe we come back to that later in the episode yeah absolutely um, yeah so so we, we were talking about uh, what AI is. So, so that's kind of how we, we define in AI uh, is that, um, you know, it's a technology that uh, can do all of those things. And, and uh, there, there is also a lot of um, confusion at times uh, when people talk about AI because they, they mix AI and machine learning. Right, so that's that's a topic that that always comes up. You know, the way that we think about machine learning is that um, it's a, it's one of the applications of AI. Uh, there are there are many other applications, but it's really uh, one of the applications of AI where uh, we use it to uh, extract knowledge uh, without explicitly programming the system to do so. And um, you know, we can extract knowledge from data uh, bases, from applications, from sensors, from devices, from appliances, and then use, uh, then feed that uh, uh, knowledge into the algorithms that uh, then can solve uh, problems and uh, derive insights and make predictions and things like that. But, but they're not the same. Mm -hmm. AI and machine learning, is not, okay. they're, they're not one of the same, yeah. So how can we apply AI in marketing? Yeah, that, that's a that's a great uh, question, and we've been uh, working with a lot of enterprise customers uh, with their marketing departments, and and what we really see there is kind of uh, AI is being applied uh, in uh, kind of one of the three aspects of marketing. Uh, so one is um, helping AI to uh, to connect marketers with uh, consumers. And um, the second one would be to help marketers kind of personalize their messages when, when they uh, run market campaigns and, uh, you know, reach, reach consumers uh, in, uh, in certain ways. And then the third um, area where AI can really help marketing uh, marketers is uh, with automation 
of various uh, processes involved in marketing, such as uh, creating marketing campaigns, analyzing, analyzing data that comes back, uh, um, the, the campaign results and things like that. Okay. If we would go deeper into some specific applications of this into marketing, what would you like to me mention there? Well, maybe we can start with kind of the first uh, category. So how can AI uh, help the marketers uh, better connect with consumers, right? So um, what's interesting is that the consumers are uh, now leveraging um, many more channels uh, to interact with uh, with the enterprises. Uh, one of the kind of channels that didn't exist before was, uh, is um, uh, kind of the cha voice channel, right? Uh, with with uh, various digital assistants like Alexa, Cartana, uh, Siri. So uh, that natural language channel where the consumers can you know, ask questions, uh, they can in inquire about products, they can make uh, selections, they can buy things. Um, so um, this is a new channel that a lot of uh, kind of marketing organizations are taking advantage of. And uh, because as, as we know, you know, and every one of those uh, interactions between a uh, consumer and the customer and, and, and the enterprise can be a potential for uh, an upsell or uh, any other type of uh, marketing activity. So that, that would be kind of one, one interesting aspect. And uh, the kind of related to that, we see uh, marketers um, kind of take advantage of personalization um, in um, uh, either in the new channels like voice channels or even in, a, in more traditional channels like websites. And, um, you know, everybody is familiar with uh, examples of uh, Amazon and Netflix and others that uh, provide very uh, specific product recommendations. But uh, now with, um, you know, AI services uh, available, it doesn't have to be just um, those big players. I mean, pretty much anybody can uh, integrate that type of product recommendation, personalized product recommendation into uh, their their websites, into their product catalogs. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And another area that, that I know that you have mentioned before is uh, chatbots. So where are we with chatbots? How helpful can they be, for instance, uh, when you want to buy something on a website, what can you expect from a modern chatbot today at an e-commerce site? Yeah, we've been uh, doing a lot of work uh, with uh, companies, helping them develop uh, chatbots that truly represent their brand, right? So one interesting thing about this channel is that you can, you can truly give it a voice. And uh, if you look at some of the better examples of chatbots out there. For example, we worked with an insurance company uh, in the U.S. called Progressive, and uh, they released a chatbot on Facebook uh, called Flow. And Flow is uh, their persona uh, that you see in their um, ads on the TV and, and, and everywhere else. So that chatbot uh, has the same type of kind of bubbly and, and funny personality as uh, as as the you know persona uh, in the uh, ad so for example when you uh, start interacting with Flo uh, she would say something like uh, hey this is a lovely day 
to chat. Uh, let me know how it can assist you. Or she would kind of throw jokes in there or, you know, little, little anecdotes. So you really get that uh, very personable uh, experience okay. uh, with, with a chatbot. Um, so, and that's why when we work with, with customers designing those types of solutions, we spend a lot of time on what we call user experience uh, with chatbots. Um, and, and that type of interaction, kind of almost human-like interaction, makes, it, make, makes those chatbots very engaging. Uh, so we see consumers spending more time chatting with them than they would normally uh, do if they just kind of came to the website and uh, you know, look, looked at a few products and uh, you know, moved on. So, yeah. so, make, so make the experience more sticky. Yeah. yeah, so when you're talking about this, I, I can't help but thinking about the movie Her. Yeah. In it. <laughs> yes, I have. I about have the guy that. that falls in love with his personal AI assistant. Yeah, yes. Uh, the, the, the voice there is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, voice. and it's Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and you know the funny thing, that they did the whole movie with another voice actor? You know that? I did not know that. No, no so the whole movie was recorded with another voice, and then in post-production, Scarlett Johansson did the voice. So the actor, uh, Joachim Phoenix, he never heard Scarlett's voice. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. that that's, that's uh, so, so that's quite funny. And, um, and also I've heard that um, Cortana is quite popular. I don't know what Asian country, if it was Japan or Korea, that it was very popular to talk with Cortana as uh, like... Um, a friend or as someone to you know spend time with uh i don't know if it was cortana i think you're thinking about uh Shawai. yeah maybe 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 yeah. it's another service yeah it, it's another service it's actually another microsoft service uh extremely popular in china i think she has like 40 million uh followers or something like that wow. and uh it's a it's a chatbot that has this personality of a teenager and it exists on kind of all major social um, kind of networks over, over there. And um, you basically, the teenagers engage with, with her uh, chatting as a friend about the movies, about their boyfriends and you know, girlfriends and things like that. Yeah. So. so is it available in Europe and US as well? or? Uh, it's available in US. Uh, in US, it's called Zoe. Zo, I'm not sure about Europe, uh, no? but uh, yeah. And in fact, I just read an article a few days ago that Zoe actually appeared on a couple of podcasts, and uh, she interviewed uh, the she or oh, she was interviewed. No, actually, she was doing the interviewing. So she okay. was interviewing the the podcast uh, uh, authors, um, and uh, it was quite funny. I, I, I listened to some of those. Uh, that sounds great. Maybe if I don't have the time, I can let her do one of the Pim Talk episodes when I'm I'm away. I know. I, I can. I can <laughs> probably. Uh, I can probably help you set this up. Yeah, know? it would be great. Just to have her as a guest on the show would be uh, fantastic. So uh, we have to look into that. Yeah. So chatbots, of course, a very interesting topic. And, and another topic also where AI can help us, I think, is to, to you know, bring order in all of the information that is flowing over us and that we have to navigate through in some ways. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. And um, making kind of a, a personal uh, recommendation when it comes to the content that we are 
reading, the content that we are uh, viewing. Uh, and this is another area where the marketers are starting to use uh, AI um, for content curation, right? So like news feeds, for example. And, um, you know, this is, uh, we, we actually have a service uh, that uh, helps with very personal kind of recommendations around news feeds and, and this service uh, uses what's called reinforced learning, which doesn't require a huge amount of data to create uh, very personal recommendations. It, it can understand what would be relevant for an individual with only a few clicks that, uh, you know, kind of uh, that individual would, would do like, you know, by liking the article or by viewing the article. And because, you know, as you, as you know, the, typically uh, in order to make the AI model uh, accurate, you have to have a lot of data. Um, yeah. And um, with some of the new algorithms, we can dramatically reduce uh, the amount of data required to create very personal uh, recommendations. Uh, speaking of recommendations and speaking of kind of personalization, the other interesting uh, scenario for using AI in marketing is um, developing very impactful marketing messages. When you kind of send an email, marketing email, or you, uh, you put an ad out there, making sure that you use exactly the right phrase, exactly the right tone, if if this is a voice uh, advertisement, even even the right voice, and and how do you kind of make that um, very relevant to the specific audience that you you're targeting? So this is also where uh, AI can help dramatically. Yeah. You're listening to PIM Talk, the product marketing podcast, and uh, after this short break, we're going to continue talking to Art Ackerman from Microsoft about how we can use AI to support us when we are working with product information management. PIM stands for Product Information Management and InRiver stands for PIM. Want to learn more about how your organization can benefit from PIM software? We've put together a free white paper where you can learn what you need to know about how your e-commerce platform can benefit from PIM. Go to www.pimtalk.com to download a free guide to help you better understand how PIM can work for you. That's www.pimtalk.com. And also what interests us and what we are working with and developing and uh, is of course how we can benefit from AI services when it comes to the product information management um, application of it and when we enrich products with information and with images and and so on so what would you say what what is the AI applications that can be used within this space yeah there are, there are a few and and we see uh, some of the solution providers creating services for that and and, and enterprise and adopting them uh, so so one 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 interesting example is um, you know taking a picture of a product and automatically generating a product description right so yeah. if you have a have a picture of a red dress right uh, you there are services that will look at this picture and uh, automatically say this is a red dress and combine that with um, language uh, uh, automatic language generation uh, you can 
you can create a full-blown product description uh, simply by having a few product images. And then you can take those descriptions and you can translate them to any language uh, that you need uh, if you are kind of a, um, if you have a catalog that you need to uh, provide to customers in uh, uh, different geographies, yeah. right? And, and then you can make sure that you create the right sentiment with that uh, message that, uh, you know, you, you, you are projecting happiness, <laughs> you're projecting, you know, confidence uh, yeah. because there are services that can look at your text and they can kind of automatically detect uh, the sentiment in this text. Um, and then there are there are AI services that can uh, look at the text and make sure that there is nothing inappropriate in this text. Uh, mm. Like we could call it content moderation uh, services. So, so there are all of those interesting applica- AI applications when you start combining those services together. So that that's kind of one aspect. The other aspect is, uh, as you mentioned, uh, you have a lot of digital content um, as part of your uh, product information management systems, right? The catalogs have images, they have videos, uh, they they may have uh, audio recording. So how do you tag all of that content? How do you create what we call metadata um, around this content so you can easily find that uh, relevant piece of content when you're creating a marketing campaign and you need an image of... um, I don't know, um, a forest uh, in, in, in summer, right? So you're not just going to go and, uh, you know, look at every single image, but what you can do, again, using the services that can automatically understand what's on the image, you can then create tags for all of those uh, images and then just just use a, a simple kind of a text search and, and it will come, it will bring back images. Um, so, yeah. so that's kind of uh, some of the interesting applications, yeah. Yeah, and I think also it's pretty much in line with what we have identified. And, and since product catalogs are growing, uh, you want to have even more metadata. You want to increase the time to market and so on. So this can get you a jump start uh, getting the basic information in place so you can get products out in the market. And then you might want to you know, refine it later on, but you can do a lot of these steps before. But I think also if you want to differentiate yourself towards competitors, it's, as you said, about sentiment and about having your touch with it. And I know that a lot of these AI services, you need to train them to be able to perform good on your kinds of products and so on. So how much training do you need to do in order to have these services to to be really good? Um, yeah, that, that's a good question. Uh, there is there is some training that definitely needs to happen. Uh, however, if you leverage um, some of their pre-built services, we call them pre-built AI, uh, which is basically the machine learning models that we developed, not just uh, Microsoft, but uh, uh, many major vendors already developed based on trillions of uh, data um, elements that uh, we've collected from various sources, Uh, those models have already been pre-trained, right? So um, 
so for example, if you, are, you have an image and there is a red dress on the image um, and you use one of those pre-built uh, vision uh, kind of image rec uh, recognition uh, services, it will probably be pretty accurate in uh, recognizing the red dress. Now, it may not be as accurate in recognizing uh, the red breath, uh, red dress from your brand versus somebody else's brand, right? And this is where you may need to uh, load it with a few hundred images uh, specific to uh, kind of your product. Uh, but um, kind of to get, um, to get some foundational capabilities, a lot of those, with a lot of those uh, kind of pre-built services, you can get them out of the box. Okay, so I guess it's similar to when you work with faces in your uh, photo application where you can train it to better recognize your face in different ages and in different situations. Uh, yeah, face recognition is, is, is an interesting topic. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've uh, seen some of the uh, news around that. Uh, and, uh, Enlighten me. Yeah, no, it, it's just been a lot of uh, kind of controversy in terms of usage of uh, face recognition technology lately. And uh, our uh, president and uh, chief uh, legal officer, Brad Smith, actually published a blog specifically talking about a need to uh, regulate uh, usage of face recognition, uh, kind of even have a government regulations around that um, because of the potential of uh, misuse of this technology and kind of big brother and stuff like that. So Okay, yeah. when you said president, I thought you referred to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not going to go there. Uh, we're not going to go there. Okay. <laughs> so, so anyway, when, when we talk about um, these big AI companies, uh, Microsoft, IBM, Oracle and so on. Mm -hmm. Is it like you have this big AI that learns more and more all the time? Uh, or is it like separate services or so? So do you have a big AI that is becoming smarter and smarter for every day or how does it work? Um, it's more It's more of the latter. Uh, it's more of we have um, different services that um, you know have single purpose. Um, so we have uh, language services, we have vision services, we have text analytics services. Um, uh, and each one of those services has uh, a model behind it and it's, uh, it's learning based on uh, all the data that, that passes through, through those models. And, and um, you know, if, if the customers don't want the data to be used, for training of the service, they have an ability to opt out uh, because there are a lot of regulations uh, around that as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not this one big AI brain. It's okay. more just, uh, yeah. Separate. Okay, so it's separate, separate AI models that is trained for certain purposes. Everything is not interconnected to, to one, as you say, big brain. No. no. Okay. No, not at all. And and this is and this is what what I was saying in the beginning, where kind of we we're pretty far away from this notion of uh, general intelligence, which would be that one big brain that knows everything. Um, and and it's not even clear to me that it would be something useful, um, because the other thing that we believe very strongly at Microsoft is that. Uh, we want to use AI to amplify what we call amplify uh, human ingenuity. We don't want 
AI to completely take over for humans uh, with with every task that we every solution that uh, we built based on AI we always think about what is the human involvement there how can this capability help the human but also how can human be part of the loop right um, even, as, as you even said before you know we can apply AI services to that uh, product information management uh, space, right? We can create a description of the product. We can run spell check. We can run sentiment analysis. But at the end of the day, we want the human to take a look at the end result, right? We don't necessarily want to just kind of push the button and 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 put it on the website, right? We no. we, we don't necessarily want to go that far. So, if I as a business would like to get started using AI, where do I start? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, the the good news is that uh, you don't have to start by hiring a data scientist, right? Uh, we all know that uh, data they're expensive. They, they're expensive. <laughs> there are not that many of them, and um, and and so you can actually start by looking for solutions uh, that um, you know may come from uh, third-party vendors, uh, you know, companies like Enriver. Uh, that already incorporate AI into their capabilities, right? And um, um, we we see customers um, take advantage of AI by using those types of pre-built AI services in a matter of weeks, right? Uh, and and this is this is going to create a real business value when you have kind of a scenario where AI can help. You know, one of those scenarios that we talked about. Once you Kind of start leveraging those types of pre-built services once you start kind of learning what it's like uh, like what those services do well what they don't do well uh, what it takes to train them to maintain them ongoing then you can start thinking about uh, okay maybe i need something a little bit more custom maybe i need to uh, develop my own machine learning model and and for that uh, i may have to you know hire somebody that has uh, specific skills but mm -hmm. definitely you know we we don't recommend uh, people uh, starting with that uh, there is so much that they can do just by leveraging uh, things that other people already built okay so look for open apis and start playing around with it and uh, yeah and buy services yeah. from inriver i think that was the uh, conclusion <laughs> yeah absolutely and, but, from, uh, and from microsoft too. <laughs> and of course from microsoft. yeah of course and um so on another note, uh, when you're not working with all the Microsoft stuff and, and AI and all of that, what do you enjoy to do? Um, I, I like traveling. Uh, I like uh, meeting new people, uh, seeing new places, uh, coming to Copenhagen to, to meet with you guys was, uh, was fantastic. Um, so I had a lot of- Was it the highlight of your summer? Uh, it was highlight of my summer, yeah. Especially uh, uh, the, uh, I. It's been my dream to uh, see Christiana for okay. a long time, yeah. And uh, finally, I, you know, I accomplished that. So <laughs> one, one, one less thing, one less thing on my to do. Uh, one less thing in your bucket list. Yes. So what's more in the bucket list? Oh, there are a lot more places to go to. <laughs> yeah, We're thinking about maybe going to New Zealand. Okay. No, 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 I've been there. Yeah. Have you been to New Zealand? 
No, I haven't. The closest I've been is Bali, I think. So it's quite, still quite far to go down to New Zealand. It is a long trip, but uh, from what I hear, it's, uh, it's worth it. Yeah, my daughter, she li really likes the Lord of the Rings movies. So she's oh, talking yeah. a bit about it and also doing an exchange year in uh, Australia and New Zealand. But, well, let's see about that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very happy to have had you here uh, at PIM Talk. But uh, if anyone wants to come in contact with you, how can they find you online? Um, sure. Um, probably the easiest way would be to look for me on LinkedIn. Uh, Art Ackerman, and uh, yeah, just send me uh, send me a message, uh, or you can send me an email at uh, uh, arakerma at microsoft.com. Okay, great. Talk to you again. I mean, this is a topic that uh, is probably a never-ending story. And uh, see you around. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a blast. We are closing in to Pinpoint Americas. Uh, it will be on the 4th of October in Chicago. So if you haven't signed up, go to pinpointsummit.com. And it's going to be a great full day event. Uh, we will have Bruce Eppinger from Forrester talking about the product experience management in the age of digital transformation. Uh, we have a lot of different panels where we are having customers and, and partners on the stage. Um, I have the privilege to be a moderator in some of those. And we're also going to have a pinpoint live session. Uh, Peter Shankman will also be uh, keynoting around how to create zombie loyalists. So that is pinpoint Americas. We are also having more trainings in our academy. Right now uh, we have the partner training in Chicago. But the uh, upcoming is in Amsterdam, the 16th to 18th of October, in Malmö, 14th to 15th of November, and again in Chicago, the 4th to 6th of December. Um, looking at customer training, there is some upcoming as well, the 2nd to 3rd October in Chicago and the 11th October in Malmö. So sign up on that on the inriver.com website. Thank you for listening. For feedback, tips and questions, you can email us at pimtalk at inriver.com or message us at pimtalkpodcast at Twitter. Uh, please, if you like the show, go into iTunes and give us a good review. And um, if you would like to see some behind-the-scenes material, bloopers and live streams, you can follow Pimtalk on Instagram. And see you again in two weeks. Bye.